Welcome to the Branding Blueprint Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to build an unforgettable brand and walk through the chaos of building a business in real time as it happens here at Craftsman Creative. Today, we'll be talking about the subject everybody's been kind of avoiding, and that's AI. I'm excited to dive into something that honestly feels a little unknown and a little scary for a lot of us marketers and business owners. Anna and I will talk about how to think about AI and some practical ways for you to get started. Hey everybody, it's Sean Sitters, the founder and CEO of Craftsman here again, and I'm here with Anna Irwin, our Director of Business Development. Hey Anna. Hey, Sean. I'm excited. Happy Friday. It's a Friday today. Happy Friday. Well, Thank I don't know if people singing. are going to listen. To, oh, yeah. I love singing. Really terrible singer. Anyway, I don't know if people will be listening to this on Friday, but if it's not on a Friday, I hope you feel like today is Friday. And if it's not a Friday, eventually a Friday will come. Yes. And yes. we're excited for you when that happens. <laughs> today, we're talking about AI. This is one. Let's let's just be honest, right? Like, let's break down the barrier. We're on episode, I think, number eight of this podcast. And we kind of talked about doing this in like the first three episodes. And I said, I think I want to learn more. And I think I need to study more and yada, yada, yada. And we end up here and I still don't know everything. Yeah. And I don't think anybody does, no. to be fair. And I feel like we talk about it every day, not just in the context of work and craftsmen, but like in daily life, everyone's talking about it. Everyone is a little bit consumed by it, the fear of the future, all the things. But also, you know, there are some benefits that we're learning about. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we want to yeah dig into today. Yeah. And I think that even though it feels like for for us that we really have no clue, you know, what what is going on, in reality, we actually have spent quite a bit of time looking into this because I care about what it means for our clients' businesses. I care what it means for my business. And I believe in utilizing it for, you know, for the sake of helping people actually accomplish goals. And so we have actually done quite a bit of research, but it, it just it's one of those new things where you're just always feeling like you don't quite know enough. Right. You know, that feeling that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. And, and I so, feel this way about AI. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think that it's normal and OK. I want to normalize that for people because. I'm pretty sure that 95% of people out there that listen to this have spent probably less time than us thinking about it, specifically in a marketing context. And that's okay. You don't necessarily have to know everything. Sure. And, you know, one other reason why we waited to do it until now is because we also, well, one, you wanted to be really thoughtful about, you know, when we talked about AI, but two, you just recently went to a conference with other agency owners where y'all had a session about AI. And so that's one of the things I also want to talk about. Like, what did you learn? What did, what were your takeaways? Yeah, you know? well, how long do you have? I guess like 22 minutes is I think is what's still on the clock. Yeah. But there's so many learnings that I came out of that, that time thinking about and writing about and taking notes on. Here, if I could help kind of identify the, the main three things I want to communicate today, you know, before we actually dive into to more specifics. Here are the three things I would tell people. Don't avoid AI. Don't be afraid of AI, but don't rely only on AI. I think that that it really summarizes my holistic thoughts on it is it's really normal for human beings to really hate change. And so people naturally want to just kind of almost like put it to the side until it just becomes absolutely unavoidable. 
And honestly, that point is closer than you think for everybody out there. So I would encourage you to not avoid it. Don't make this something that comes up in middle of 2024 and all of a sudden you're going to be behind the curve. And frankly, like right now is the time for you to start engaging and at least thinking and exploring. Do not avoid it, though. How would someone who has been avoiding it, who's listening right now going, okay, fine, I'll I'll look into like, where do they start? Yeah, what I would do, and I know that a lot of people that are listening are busy. They have very little time. They probably carry a lot of responsibility, probably multiple responsibilities within their their job and just their life in total. So here's what I would recommend that you do is write down or build it into your schedule 30 minutes this week for you to actually just research. Just give yourself 30 minutes to go on YouTube, watch videos, type type in on Google, you know, the latest in AI or the the tools that everybody's using right now because honestly it's changing so incredibly fast. I mean, there we just alone like for example, this podcast is going to be edited using AI. It, this it used to take us 5 hours to edit this episode and it now takes 20 minutes. Well, and so to that point, yes, AI will edit this, but your third point that you still need like it cannot take over everything because it's not just AI by itself editing this. It's also our editor, Bruce, who Absolutely. has to. So talk about that and why you feel strongly that people shouldn't be afraid that AI is going to take over. Yeah, I think it's really you have to have a balance. At the end of the day, AI is a place where it has to be fed thoughtful information so that it can yield a thoughtful result. You certainly can just put in write me a caption or edit this podcast episode or you know tell me an answer to a question or whatever it might be but if you don't if you don't educate yourself on how to actually come up with a prompt that can yield something that's actually usable that is going to be a little dangerous for you if i'm being honest especially in the current state of things you know ai will progress and there'll be additional learning and things are going to get smarter and smarter and smarter but the one thing that's not going to go and this is really why we're paying so much attention to it at Craftsman is because you are still going to have to have a human being who has been trained on feeding that AI tool, whatever it might be, a thoughtful prompt that is actually going to yield something that you can use. So for editing this podcast, for example, yes, we use a platform called Descript to edit this podcast. We upload the audio and it does a lot of things automatically. But there are mistakes that need to be corrected. And yes, there are some things that need to be scratched that the tool just doesn't know. And yes, we have a specific strategy on when audio comes in versus when it doesn't. And how do we make sure that we're, you know, avoiding filler words? And how do we do that and actually make sure that it's working? Well, the tool helps us and it makes us more efficient. But without Bruce, it's impossible, honestly. So I would say... Make sure that you are engaging with AI, and I can give you some thoughtful ways to get started just if you haven't done anything at all, but don't avoid it. Okay, Sean, so what tools do you recommend people start looking at, especially the, the people I've been avoiding it so far? Well, everybody has heard of ChatGPT, of course, and that's kind of the you know entry platform, if you will, to kind of get started, but I would encourage people to I mean, there is so much out there, Anna. Just in our context alone, what we're using for our clients right now, there are there's something called ChatSpot, which integrates directly with HubSpot, our CRM, which speeds up our workflow, 
and allows for us to get really intelligent data really, really quickly. So I would encourage people to look into that. We also what do you have, mean by data? Like what, what exactly? What are some examples? For example, previously, if I were to want to pull a report on certain companies within a certain zip code with a certain amount of revenue who, are, who have other parameters, that would take me quite a bit of research. There were things in the past that could help me optimize that, but it still would take quite a bit of time. Well, now, assuming that I know the right questions to ask that tool, I can actually get that in a matter of seconds. And that doesn't necessarily just solve my problem like that, but it does, in fact, speed up that, that beginning phase. It kind of it gives me something that is usable and workable that helps me just activate, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's a game changer for salespeople. It is a that's game changer. Huge. That's what really kind of keeps you from getting started sometimes if you can't get to the right person. So obviously the, the fight then is, you know, then getting them to open an email, answer a call. But if you can get that information from anybody, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. We also have a tool that records all of our video calls and sends us a meeting recap right afterwards. You can look into, there's so many of them, honestly. There's one called Assembly. There's one called Grain. Those are the two that we've used internally and that our clients that we've integrated with them. And I mean, there are just an amazing amount of tools. I mentioned Descript. It helps us edit our podcast. It also does stuff with with short form video, not originally produced video, but something that can, you know, just help with basic social assets if you're looking to do something at scale. One other thing I have run into recently has been just AI-generated art. I mean, it's been around for a while now. It just gets better and better. I saw a tool the other day that will actually generate headshots for you. I saw that. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. I kind of love it. Here's where I'm at. So I am going to stop avoiding it because I am part of that group. My background is so much in like writing and creativity and graphic design. Like This is where this is what like sets my soul on fire, just like that creativity that comes from humans. So talk to me about how can AI still encourage creativity that is original and not just like a copy paste thing? And how could it affect the whole industry of mm -hmm. creatives and graphic designers mm -hmm. in the future? Yeah, totally. I think it's really important to distinguish the fact that there is going to be so much content. There already is. I mean, we're, we're living in an age where content is just so prevalent. Every business, every person, every everybody is producing some sort of content on a regular basis. Well, that's about to go up 10x in the next 6 to 12 months. And whenever there's that much content and a lot of it is being generated automatically, the value of original content is going to go up drastically. Let me say that again. Whenever there is a lot of content, 10 times more content, probably 100 times, a lot more content coming at you, and most of it has been generated automatically, the importance of original creativity and thoughtful messaging is going to be what helps you stand apart. There's a lot of concerns around how ownable is the content that you're developing, and the answer is it's not. And, and how do you actually make sure that you are integrating things that are really strategic, that are specific to your context. Yes, you can be really thoughtful about the input that you put into the tool that gives you something that's usable, but there's a difference between usability and mm. just thriving and really differentiating yourself. I would just encourage people to think about that. And 
I think it's really important whenever people look for, whether it be internal marketing talent or marketing leadership in whatever capacity, whether internal or external, you have to make sure that those people, that that team is not avoiding it, is not afraid of it, but also does not rely on it. Mm -hmm. It has to be that balance. Because if you're relying on it entirely, you, one, you, you will produce a lot of content. But I am compelled to tell you that it will not actually make as much of an impact on your business as it could if it was properly balanced. I'm not saying avoid it. Definitely yeah. don't. That's why I started with that. Don't avoid it because you can actually accomplish a lot of great things at scale by using AI. But you have to have that team that yeah. is educated, that is constantly obsessed about how are we going to step into this new season, into this new reality, if you will, and and you know use our intellect to help to drive the tools. Yeah, I think it really depends on which tools and for what. I have a friend who'd hired someone, did someone to write some news stories for her. And when she got them back, she ran them through and realized that they had been written by ChatGPT, and she fired him. And she mm. was like, I could have done this myself. I want somebody that knows the context, is going to do the research, is going to, so, you know, I helped her find someone else. And that's one of those things that you're talking about where, like, the magic sauce for some things, like, you really do need the human that is going to do so much more beyond ChatGPT. But on the flip side, ChatGPT or just AI in general can help efficiency. And I think it's Kind of looking at the bigger picture because some of us who have been avoiding it, we don't know enough. And that's part of the reason we're avoiding it. But also there's that fear of like, what's it going to do to the job market, right? I think some of us might be avoiding it because we're scared mm -hmm. of our jobs. Mm -hmm. Hopefully AI can't make sales calls the way I do, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you never know. So talk to me about what you think is the future of the job market with AI in the picture. Well, I think... From my perspective, right, I, I sit in the kind of business leader, CEO seat where I'm constantly thinking about hiring. And this has been a thought for me. You know, it's really important to me, you know, to not, I, I think I have to have extra diligence whenever I think about what roles to bring onto my team. What I mean by that is instead of hiring just doers, I need to hire people who are thinkers, people who are actually adding value beyond execution, mm -hmm. right? And that's really challenging for me because I know that there are people out there that are just really great at execution. Like I know some really great copywriters, some just incredibly talented people, or even I've worked with proofreaders or editors or, you know, podcast editors or whatever it might be. I don't, I don't think that the future allows for somebody to just simply internally in a, in a business, I think it's hard to justify just a simple executional role. I think you have to have people who are thinking deeper and who are challenging themselves to learn more such that they can add value to the organization beyond just execution. And I, I hear that a lot from a lot of agencies out there thinking about their updated hiring model. And I, I think that people who have just historically been comfortable being an executor need to think about how they are adding value beyond that. And I think that that's the harsh truth of our new reality is that from a business standpoint, if, if me as a business leader, if you out there as a business leader are trying to be responsible in building a profitable and thriving business, I think you have to ask yourself the question, 
should I bring on somebody who's just executional or should I be also looking into or should I instead be looking into bringing on people who are really great at what they do, but also really thinking more critically and adding value beyond that? That's kind of a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. It, it feels uncomfortable for for me because I know the skills that are out there. Unfortunately, some of them will become not completely obsolete, but maybe not worth bringing on a full-time team member in that particular capacity. So you just have to be extra thoughtful. I think we've done a pretty good job of getting ahead of that curve. You know, I think we, one of the things that can really help to guard you in this area is to have a focused product offering. So for, you know, my agency friends out there really thinking about how do you make sure that your product offering is not I know this word full service is tossed around a lot, but to build a hiring strategy around quote unquote full service is a little dangerous, I think, in this day and age. Whereas if you can say these are our two, three lanes that we operate within, it's a lot easier to protect yourself against bringing on talent that you shouldn't because it's your job as a leader to be really thoughtful about bringing somebody into your fold because that is now your responsibility to make sure that that person has sustainability in their job. And it's more complicated today than it was a year ago. It just, it, it is. And it's just the harsh truth of it. But for every business out there, I believe wholeheartedly that marketing is not going to be fully automated anytime soon. You absolutely have to have somebody who knows what they're doing in this regard. It's imperative. Well, and thinking about that too, like customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like a robot, a computer cannot cannot replace somebody who is, you know, a brand manager that needs to communicate with humans and mm -hmm. understand their intricacies and how we deliver. I mean, how do you think that, what do you think would be like the biggest pitfalls of AI with the customer experience other oh, than the yeah. obvious? Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of things come to mind. That ownability that I mentioned previously with specifically creative work, I think differentiation, if you think about it, right, you know, the only reason why you're really able to differentiate your business from a marketing standpoint right now is because of the human components of that effort. Certainly, you can use AI to be 7 out of 10, but if everybody's a 7 out of 10, yeah. certainly 10 out of 10 is still possible. And I think that people who find the proper balance that we've been talking about, where you have the right people using the right tools and implementing a proven strategy, that's, that's, the, that's the way to go. That's how you become that 10 out of 10 instead of the 7 out of 10. Because right now, it's easy to become a 7 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It's becoming the 10 out of 10 or the 11 <laughs> that is more challenging and you have to be more thoughtful with it. So the pitfalls are being ordinary not owning your your strategy, just falling in line with everyone else. And nobody wants to do that in business. And honestly, it's not a great strategy. That being said, you still absolutely have to not, not avoid it, not be scared of it, and then just make sure you're not relying on it. So there's a lot of pitfalls and you just have to navigate them thoughtfully. Okay. You've convinced me. I'm going to go start my account. I, I'm not kidding when I say I asked Sean yesterday. I said something to him like, this is going to sound really elder millennial of me, but do I need an account to start using it? And he he just kind of looked at me kindly and was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm scared to give my information. And he goes, and else already has your information. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start my account. Okay. And I'm going to start playing with it mm -hmm. and keep all of these things in mind. Any 
Any parting thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say this needs to be an ongoing conversation for everybody out there. I think if you're going to choose to not avoid it or, or and not be scared of it, it requires discussion, right? Well, maybe add this to your next team meeting as just something for you to start talking about internally, for you to bring it up, to start the process. It's so tempting. People, Human beings hate change. It just is so normal. And we all know it because almost all of us hate it. I happen to be a weirdo and I kind of like it, but I know that almost everybody hates change. So your natural reaction is going to be to just just delay it a little longer, just a <laughs> little bit longer. And I totally understand why you would feel that way, but let me implore you to not do that. With this particular instance, I think you find yourself in the midst of a significant, severe, drastic change and for you to delay it is something that is honestly a disservice to your business. Your business will survive. You just have to make sure that you that you have the right people in your corner and that you don't delay it too long. So easier said than done, of course, but just take that next step. Bring it up in your next team meeting or call me. Let's talk. All right, Anna. Well, that was a fun conversation. One secret. This has all been recorded by AI. This isn't even our voices. Just kidding. I, you know, it's really important that we talk about these types of things. And our hope is that anybody who's out there, whether it be our clients or just anybody in the community or business owners, or I even saw that somebody in Germany was listening to this the other day. So that's kind of fun. For all of you out there, our hope is that this is something that sparks something for you such that you can grow your business or that you can become more efficient in your job or you can differentiate yourself long term. I would encourage you to lean into what we talk about every week, including this episode as well as all of our others. And if you want to follow along, just go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, go to our website, or just simply send us an email at info at craftsmancreative.com. We'll talk to you guys next time.